So, kid. Yes. When, when are you gonna get into horror video games, man? What? What do you mean? It's I. It's it is teasing kid feelings versus Halloween. We're doing all kinds of spooky Halloweeny topics that chill the bones. Fuck it, let's just do it right now. Let's do it. Why not? Like you brought it up right off the right off the bat. I'm ready to have this discussion. Fine. I'm totally off cuff. Totally off rip. Let's do it. So we're talking about horror video games. And uh, we're gonna get to some of our uh some of my favorites. I So I'm not allowed to give my favorites? Is that how this is gonna work? You can. I mean, I know you're you're newer to the genre. You're not really going that deep. That's fair. So we'll get into that, but I just want to talk about why I love this these particular types of video games and what I really look for in a good horror video game. Okay, so um, so there's like a there's there's like an SOP. There's a standard operating procedure for Thieves horror games. Well, I just I just want to say that um when it comes to horror video games, I think in a lot of ways they are better than horror movies. Interesting take. Just because since you're playing it, it's interactive, you have more of an investment. So like, you know, the... when you're watching a movie and somebody's walking down that long hallway and you know there's a monster at the end of it, it's one thing when you can cover your eyes and like not watching the movies but like when you're playing the game like you have to walk down that corridor and right you can't just see stop. what's going on you can't i mean you can just stop but like you have to do it you're not watching somebody else do it you have to actually do it correct a whole nother layer which adds a whole nother layer to the whole fear response thing the um, the the jumpiness is easier. It's more, I don't want to say palpable. But that's the only word that I can come up with. It's more, the 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 jump moments are easier to come by in a video game. It's like you said, you're like, it's you. You're being interactive with it. So yeah, also in a video game, you have more control over what people can see, what your or character not, may not, be not doing. To say more control, not to say more control over what they can see, just. Where a character is looking is defined by them, not by some camera person. Correct. So I get what you're saying. They have to look, they have to make all the decisions, and you can really play with that a lot. As opposed to and as opposed to you. I mean, that's the... what I look for. That's what I look for in a in a 3D horror game. There's some really good 2D hard games too. With those, what I'm really looking for is a is a nice is a really nice atmosphere. Something that's really like good music, good visuals. Yes. Um, we'll talk about some of those, but um, really, the most. Not, you know what? I want good visuals and I want good music from any horror game, but but specifically from a 2D hard. The immersive experience just adds to the horror game itself. It could be a great story. It could be with interesting characters. But if the atmosphere doesn't make you feel like you shouldn't be playing this game with the lights on, like I don't know if it's really effective. 
if that makes if that makes sense. Exactly. Like part of the video game is to immerse yourself in a world where you are the protagonist. You are solving the solving the mystery or you're shooting the zombie or you're figuring out all the puzzles while there's this like giant room with walls that's just going to crush you at any moment you know it's all of that where hollywood yeah sure it does it in the movies but almost every time it's predetermined and some people can kind of figure out how it's going to go right um, but in a video game, you have more control over exactly what, where everything's going to go. And I think one game that really does that extremely well, I think, is Silent Hill. I, you thought I was going to say Resident Evil, didn't you? No, Silent Hill is probably one of the most terrifying video games I've ever played in my life. And I love Resident Evil, but I'm sorry, like Silent Hill is tops in terms of like atmosphere and what the hell is going to happen when i push this button when i open this door like what the hell is going to go down um the silent hill series i respect but should we get into some of like a, a quick rundown of like some of the bigger name uh horror game franchises sure so should we just start with Resident Evil then? I mean, we did a whole podcast about it, but we can start there. We did, but we kind of have to start there because Resident Evil kind of revolutionized the horror video game genre, did it not? Um, it didn't. It kind or, of or it just invented, invented yeah what the video game, what the three D third person version of it was going to be. Correct. I would argue. I would argue that Doom might be the first first-person horror game. Um, I think you're absolutely right on that. I I think Doom definitely predates everything. But I never thought. I mean, yes, there are horror elements to it, but I also thought it was you know kind of mindless for a horror game. It was just a shoot 'em up, which fine if that's your cup of tea, cool. But you know. And and obviously, there's only so much you can do with story-wise in the late '80s, early '90s, whatever the hell Doom came out. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say the late, the middle, late '90s, but um, but yeah. So, Resident Evil, Doom, Silent Hill, which you mentioned. Um, there's Clock Tower, which is kind of esoteric, but uh, and now you have games like Little Nightmares and stuff like that. Well, I mean, we skipped over a bunch. There's Dead Space. Dead Space. There's the Dead Space series. There's um, the Outlast series. The Outlast um, series is really good. See, and there's and, that, and that's there's the, the there's the there's a whole bunch of the zombie games. If we're throwing zombie games in that, Left for Dead, about State Left of Left for Dead. You're talking State about Dead Rising. You're talking about yeah. So this is a fertile area. And, <laughs> There's there's a lot of room for growth. There's <laughs> a lot of stuff to get out there and play if you want to get spooked out. Um, even even the fighting game genre, like I, I, of course, there's only like one real example, which is Mortal Kombat. But even fighting games got some is, horror love. 
which is, of course, as we all know, Clay Fighter 2, Judgment Clay. Okay. That is the first and last time you will reference that game on this podcast. Why would you do that? Of, <laughs> of all the games to reference, not the original, not even the original. You come out with Clay Fighter 2 just so you can say Judgment Clay. That's literally the only reason why you said that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I hate you. Look, there's an evil snowman involved. Oh, dude, just watch Jack Frost, okay? And just do that. Jesus. Uh, do not do that. <laughs> not good. <laughs> but like, even the heart, even the fighting games got love. Sports games got a little bit of love with like mutant league football and mutant league hockey and stuff like that. Like. Horror comes across a lot of video game genres, and we say all the time, they're kind of cheap to make, and they're they're interesting. And I find it also interesting that every, every goddamn video game has to have a zombie mode now. And it just makes, okay, one, it makes no sense, because if you're going to play a zombie, if you want something with a if you're going to play, like, Call of Duty with a zombie mode, might as well just play Left 4 Dead. It's a better game anyway. The fact that horror elements are being spliced into normal games, like zombie modes or uh, things of that ilk, people like this stuff. I mean, and we also do need to talk about the whole asymmetrical multiplayer situation. Um, for those of for those people that don't know what the hell that is, um, that is where there's a multiplayer game where five players are playing one, or five players are playing survivors. One player is playing the killer. The killer is super powered and gets all these abilities and. The players have a set goal. Oh uh, yeah, Dead by Daylight, Dead by Daylight, and uh, Friday the Thirteenth was game. like that. Uh, they had a Predator game that came out that was like that. Just yes, yes, all of that. Love it. Nowadays, yeah, there's a lot happening. Yeah, developing horror games. Like how how would you, Teves, develop a horror game? Seeing as how you're big into these horror streets. And you're out here doing your thing with horrorgasm, cheap, shameful plug. I don't even care how much shame is involved in that. Whatever, I'm plugging it. Horrorgasmsd.com, folks. I don't know. I think you have to build your game around a very interesting mechanic or like some kind of ghost. So like, I don't know, maybe something where like, you have to like kill people to open portals to other places. I like and that. Like, I like this idea. Um, I think we have to get away from, you know, the. I, I think it's time we got away from the zombies for a little bit because I think that Resident Evil did everything they could with it and zombie modes and all like that. I think that there's some room in there. And I apologize if this sounds more like suspense thriller kind of thing, but like serial killers are now kind of like the in thing now. Like there's documentaries on Netflix and Hulu and every damn place else. I think there is a space out there for a detective game 
or a kind of game where you are surviving trying to get away from a serial killer or something like that like you you, you see where i'm going with this i mean I, yeah like you want a silence of the lambs type game i don't know exactly how that would work um but i mean there's the not pop- a lot of great investigation games honestly like I guess it would have to be Professor Layton, but like, yes, there's a murderer. I don't know how that would work. And like, if you don't solve it, actually, you know what? Um, L.A. Noir is not bad. If if there was like an L.A. Noir level of like detail, of attention to detail, and they like put horror but elements. There was into always it. this time limit, but you had to find yes. the killer. Like that could be something. I mean, it's definitely like a seven type game. I would be all over that. Are you kidding me? I would buy that first day, and I don't buy video games first day, but I would do it. And there's always the potential for DLC in that. So every like couple of months or whatever, there's this there's a new serial killer you have to hunt down and, and track down. And you could milk that for like a couple years almost. I'm just thinking of what could be cashed in on in the terms of horror thriller that environment because i think that serial killers are kind of the in thing now which i don't know what that says about us as a society but you know whatever serial killers have always been the in thing they're not the in thing now but zombies um, vampires i think we're done with that actually resident evil 7 it does a lot RE7 does have a lot being of that. Trapped with, trapped with a killer, but as far as the whole investing... Like, they can do great games where you're being chased by a killer. But the investigation angle it, it seems has like, never really been done well, I don't think. It seems like it would take a lot of imagination. No, I mean, it's just hard to make a game where people have to figure out the clues. Right. Where you don't spell everything out for them. You know what I mean? Where everybody just gives up and just says, all right, you know what? I'm just going to go on the FAQ. I mean, not even that. Like, again, detect figuring this stuff out is hard. <laughs> and people don't. People don't. And do if far. you want to give. And if you want to give them the added pressure of, oh, my God, you have to figure this out in X amount of hours or else the killer is going to kill again. Right. Um, See, I like this idea. Know. Can 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 the tease in Kid Phoenix video game production put this together? Could this be one of ours? Well, shit, I guess it can't be since we just blurted it all over the interwebs. Yeah, I suppose not. Damn it! Why do we keep doing this to ourselves? What what do you say? What do you say we take a little break and recollect ourselves after, you know, giving away more free ideas on this fucking podcast? God damn it. Seriously, if that game comes out, then we have a record that we came up with this idea before it was developed, and we want fucking royalties. Yeah, well, good luck by us to try to get those. Can we just get pat? Can we just patent that idea right now? Let yeah, let's let me take let's take a break, and uh, we'll satisfy the sponsors, and then I'll also call the patent office, and uh, we'll I'll get I'll, on the horn to our patent guy. We'll get on the horn to our patent guy, and we'll get this idea TM. How about that? That sounds good, right? Yeah. Get a copyright. Yeah. Tease and Kid copyrighted. Phoenix. Tease and Kid Phoenix versus horror games. 
back after a message from these spooky words from our sponsors. Okay, so it's Teas and Kid Phoenix versus horror video games. We did kind of an introductory as to why we love horror games and what potentially is out there for the folks who enjoy. And of course, it's big BuzzFeed time. Teas and Kid Phoenix brought to you by BuzzFeed and BuzzFeed Productions. <laughs> um, so, Actually, hold on, hold on. All right. Hold on, hold on. What now? Before we get to that. Okay. Before we get to that. All right. So, Adio, as kind of a neophyte horror game player. What the hell? What What are you calling me? I'm insulted. Do you think there's some games? Okay. So, let's say, let's imagine that, Adio, you were fresh into horror games. I want to check some out. Okay. Know? I'm not that much younger than you, by the way. Like most of the games that came out, I was I was alive for. What are some of the games that you would like? Okay, so here's some games to start off with. If you're just if you're just getting started in horror games, um, okay. If you're just getting started in games, period. Let me suggest the. Layers of Fear series. It's very have, simple. I've heard the series. The is very simple. There's not a lot of complicated gameplay mechanics to understand. You just basically walk around, try to do stuff, and try not to get the shit scared out of you. <laughs> um, I will tell you that me, that I have never been able to get through. Wow. <laughs> layers of horror games because I get too freaked out. I'm a giant scared again. But they are easy to play. Wow. Um I'm definitely gonna check this out then now. Um as Adio mentioned earlier, you gotta look at the little nightmare series. It's a platformer, but again, talking about that atmosphere, those the visuals that you need, it's got all that. And it's, it's easy to play. A plus, A plus. And it's and it's very and easy to play. Relatively easy to play. Relatively, relatively easy to play. To play. Uh, There's some sections where it gets a little tight, but pretty easy to play. I mean, not all like not all games can be, you know, Mega Man three. Like every once in a while, you got to sit down with the original Mega Man and try to beat the damn thing. Um. Every once in a while, you have to try to beat Mike Tyson. If you want to get into the multiplayer thing, uh, Left for Dead is very cheap. Extremely like cheap. Bucks. <laughs> How much is that game on Steam now? It's probably like $2.99. If you have Steam, uh, yeah, that game's probably like 3 bucks on Steam. Um, that'll help you get into some of the multiplayer. Um but really, just have an open mind. If you see a game that might be a little bit spooky, gotta, give it a shot. Gotta give it a shot. Like indulge, indulge all of your senses. Just enjoy all of them all at once. All at once. Like the sight, the sound, not so much the smell, but you know, the feel, all of it. Immerse yourself in a good horror game. 
So now we may pray at the altar of Big Busby. <laughs> you do that. I don't necessarily do that. I just kind of sit outside of the church and wait for you to finish. So this is my top five horror <laughs> games of all time. Jesus, he's got five. Okay. Do you have five? I got five. I can I five is five is doable. Five is very doable because right, well, there's a lot to go. There's a lot to play with. See what I did there? I've been talking this whole time, so you go first. All right. So I wish that I didn't have to preface this by saying in no discernible order, but these are all great games. And I I just don't like to be that person. I don't like to rank my children. I'm sorry. I just don't like to do it. It's not... It's not the it's not the county, city, or state I live in, folks. It's just not how I roll. But the first game that I do want to rattle off the top is I mean, it's hard for me to just not start with Resident Evil, just because when that game came out on the original PlayStation, OG PlayStation, I we tell the story a lot of times. Teeves went to what was then EB Games in what used to be called the Gallery in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He brought home the OG PlayStation with Resident Evil, and it was the creepiest and scariest game I had ever seen. Starting from the initial cutscene and continuing on with the entire gameplay with the zombies. And wait a second, these things aren't going down after I shot them four times. What is happening? Then you get to the dogs. Then you get to the plants. Then you get to the giant fucking shark. Then you get to the tyrant, whatever the fuck he was. It was scary. It was something that had not been theorized. Maybe because the technology wasn't there, but all of it, the atmosphere, the immersive experience, it was all there. And, and Resident Evil for a video game, pretty well fucking written. I will say that. I don't say that about a whole lot of video games. And there's another video game that was written damn well. This is after Resident Evil. But the original Resident Evil game, written pretty fucking well, I gotta say. I mean, it did set the stage for a series that now spans eight games and numerous spin-offs so eight games numerous spin-offs numerous movies two of which i feel are acceptable the rest of them are eh whatever you can skip them t says zero to any of the resident evil movies he's just like no i'm not doing it um so my number 5 is going to be little nightmares 2 Nice one. That's good. As I taught, as I stated before, little the Little Nightmare series is great. It's atmospheric. Try to think of it as like a dark fairy tale that you can play through. It's like Coraline, the video game. <laughs> um, and Little Nightmares Two adds more features and more gameplay mechanics to the formula. Um, basically. You're just you're just a little person in this wide, weird world of crazy stuff happening. And you just gotta make your way through and figure it out. But also, um it, it is worth your while to play Little Nightmares One. Not to give away too much, but the way Little Nightmares One and Little Nightmares Two 
relate to each other is one of the more interesting things about the series. All right, go for it. So next on the list for me, and I'm gonna give I'm gonna give some old school some love. I'm gonna go with the original. Actually, no, no. I'll go with Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse. It's the best Castlevania game on the original Nintendo Entertainment System. I will replay the shit out of that game. There aren't many NES games that I will replay and enjoy it every single time. There's Castlevania Three, there's Mega Man Two, and there's Double Dragon Two. That's it. That's the list of NES replayable games for me. Dracula's Curse got back to the side-scrolling platformer that was the original Castlevania game. Not to say that I don't appreciate Simon's Quest for what it tried to be, which was like Castlevania and like with some RPG elements added to it. But at that time, that was 89, I want to say. I I my my brain wasn't there to like go through all the puzzles of Simon's Quest. Like I just want to go from point A to point B, throw my whip around, throw some boomerangs around, and stop Dracula from taking over the goddamn planet. And again, 89 NES worked with what they had. And again, another one of those games that was pretty well written. And another game that kind of brought something new to the table. The fact that you weren't Trevor Belmont through the whole game. There was that pirate. And then there was the witch also. It was interesting. It was an interesting little nugget to add to the Castlevania series. I appreciated it. And you know what? I, I'm i going to play that game after this podcast. Yeah, I got to say, uh, Castlevania 3, probably my favorite Castlevania game. Um, All due respect to Symphony of the Night, though. But let's face it. All due respect. Until until Symphony of the Night is available on Steam or Epic, it, it stays at the bottom of the list. Like, come on, Konami. What are you doing? Stop, um, stop being out here uh, talking to... Uh, Hideo and getting Death Stranding 2 greenlit when nobody knew what the fuck Death Stranding 1 was, okay? It, that game's been out for how many years? I still don't fucking know what that game is all about. Don't ask me. Alright, uh, <laughs> number two on my list is, since I knew you were probably going to bring up Resident Evil, is my number four is Resident Evil 7. Oh, that's so good. Resident Evil it was in a very precarious position after resident evil 6 and it got big bloated it was it was it was being crushed under the weight of all the of of 20 plus years of story resident evil 7 came along and just said you know what forget all that let's just make a really freaking scary game and they did imagine running around leatherface's house in texas chainsaw massacre and also imagine that that house's basement is Filled with weird nightmare creatures, and your oh my god, seven, and um, fantastic, scary as hell. Um, have you finished Resident Evil Seven, by the way? Of course. Okay, I was just making sure. I haven't finished the DLC. I'm just making sure. I did beat the game. I did beat the game. Yeah. Next one for me, and again, I'm going to show some other genres some love. I'm going Mortal Kombat 3. 
like if you're into like fighting games and horror, Mortal Kombat 3 is probably as good as you're gonna get. I I get it. There are some the newer games are really like cool with the fatalities and all the, the combo mechanics and everything like that. But where do you think where did all that start from? Started Mortal Kombat 3. That's when the combo system really started taking shape. A lot of the some of the newer characters that are in Mortal Kombat X and 11, they were birthed in Mortal Kombat 3, like Cabal, for example, and Melina Katana, all like that. But Mortal Kombat 3, I feel like, was the pinnacle. At arcades, there would be lines around the block to play Mortal Kombat 3 whenever it was available and just the quarter system. Nobody was really playing Street Fighter because at the time, I believe that was Alpha 2 era. So Alpha 2, Alpha 3, and then Mortal Kombat 3. But everybody was lining up to play Mortal Kombat 3. Like I spent so much uh, after-school money on that machine. It's ridiculous. I took very well to... The combo system, Teeb still hates the fact that I wrecked his Raiden every goddamn day when it was available on consoles because I could I could do the combos because I was looking up on FAQs and saying, hey, how do I do some of this shit? Really, Mortal Kombat is your horror game? It's it's a horror game. Like it's something that I replay all the time. It's a horror game, and it's something that I've enjoyed when it comes to horror, gore. Uh, the supernatural, all that stuff. It's it's just a great blend in a genre where you... Come on. Did anybody ever think of like a horror fighting game actually going as far as Mortal Kombat has? I didn't even think they would do a Mortal Kombat 2, but they just kept going. They just kept going, and I've enjoyed it ever since. Well, that remains to be seen. <laughs> but Sure. So, my third horror game is Dead Space, the original. That talk about fucking uh, terrifying, Jesus. Probably does a better job of event horizoning than event horizon. <laughs> um, That's saying something. Also, very innovative that you don't kill the monsters by cutting off their heads. You basically have to cut off everything else. Uh. Um which makes some of these gameplay things very uh, challenging. <laughs> um, but, and there's a whole lot of other things that you have to negotiate. You have to build some weapons. You have to deal with zero gravity in one very cool section. Um, you have to figure out what the whole mystery is and what is happening on the ship. So it is great. It is scary as hell. Uh, I want to say play the original before the remake comes out. I would agree um, with that. Just because it's going to be a remake for EA and they're probably going to have to, they're probably going to make you pay to open doors in the new game. Um, and if you want to go into the medical facility, and, pay five bucks. And, it'll, and the game will only be like 30% done if EA, if EA's track record is any indication. Uh, but yeah, Dead Space great one i am going to go with damn it see he said dead space so fuck i guess i can't go there now you know what i'm gonna say a game that you turned me on to recently and i have enjoyed it ever since 
I need to re-download it, re-pick it back up because there are still new elements being developed for this game. That is State of Decay. For a zombie game, State of Decay is the most complete zombie game that you are going to find. If you remember games like Age of Empires, or games of that nature, like world building, take that concept and then add a zombie apocalypse to it. That is what State of Decay is. And there is an element of strategy involved because you have to be careful with resources. You have to be careful with citizens, people that you find, where you go, how you do it, which car you're going to take. Does that car have any gas left in it? Oh my God, I'm hoofing it. And now it's nighttime and now all the super duper zombies are coming out. What the fuck am I going to do? It's just a whirlwind of amazing concepts in one horror space. And I have loved it ever since I downloaded it. I'm pretty sure I got it via the Steam fall sale. I want to say two years ago, three years ago. And like I said, I have to re-download it because I want to continue playing it. I may have to restart all over from scratch, which kind of sucks for the community that I built. But the thing about State of Decay is your computer might be off, but that world is still going. Like you might come back and like half your community is missing. Or there's a part of the community that wants to mutiny because not enough food coming in. Like, you don't know what's going to happen as you boot up the game. It's like Animal Crossing with zombies, and it's fucking awesome. I love that game so much. So, yeah, State of Decay, if you really want to get deep into uh, what it would be like to be in the world of the living game, it's a good game. Um, also, um some pretty hair-raising moments especially if you're out really far from your base and there's some super high-powered zombies coming your way <laughs> and <laughs> there's permadeath in this game so number two on my list and number two in the silent hill series is silent hill 2 damn it um, ah all right well now, that's all right well that's that's my number that was my last one so let's tag team on this game. All right. So if you want to talk about the perfect marriage of atmosphere, storytelling, overall creepiness, just like pushing forward what we thought the genre was even possible of, right. capable of, that's Silent Hill 2. Um Again, not gonna blow like again. The gameplay is fairly standard, but what really where this game really takes off is the storyline, depth, the themes, uh, uh -huh. understanding what the character is going through. It introduces the character of Pyramid Head, which has gone on to become a staple of the Silent Hill series, even though he only really belongs to this game, right? Um, I think it, it is there are there are a myriad of websites and podcasts devoted to understanding what the game is about, what are the underlying themes, like what does it mean? And it's a testament to this game 
that so much of that stuff is out there. This might be a bit of a hot take by me, but I don't care. I think it's fair to say that Silent Hill has eclipsed Metal Gear Solid as Konami's best franchise of all time. I think Silent Hill is better than Metal Gear Solid. I think it's better than Castlevania. I think it's better than Death Stranding or whatever the hell is coming out for Konami now. I think Silent Hill is the top of the list. It's the top of the food chain. I really think they need to reboot the series if they can using next-gen graphics. Because what they could possibly do with next-gen graphics in a Silent Hill game, I don't even want to imagine the possibilities because they scare the shit out of me. Agreed. So since we both went in on Silent Hill 2, that means that you have to go out there and give your number one. Because Silent Hill 2 was my number one. So we're closing out the pod with Teebs' number one horror game of all time. Alien Isolation. Now, it's no secret that Damn it! What a pull! It's no secret that I am a huge Alien fan. Yeah. This game. This this game. This goddamn game. This fucking video game. Not only did they nail the atmosphere and everything else, but this Alien so <laughs> this this bitch it learns what you do so if you like first of all you can't kill it there's nothing you can do yeah like, if it catches you you're just dead you're done um if you like to get away from it by hiding in lockers it'll start searching lockers yeah if you like to get away from it <laughs> by crawling through the air vents It'll start crawling through the air vents. Like, there's no literally, there's no getting away from the fucking thing. And it's like, if you want to, if you, there's if no, you, if, there's, folks, when you're playing Alien Isolation, there's no such thing as a safe zone. There's the, the alien there, will right, come there, at you a few at you safe. Listen, man, no, it I, it uh, all right, it might, it, <laughs> it, it, it could come at you at a safe spot, but you'd be really dumb to yeah. save. At a safe spot if the alien is, is right behind you, yeah. Um, um so you do get some things like you get to craft things uh to keep the alien away, like you can make a flashbang and you can make a little noise maker that you can throw and the alien will go over there, but eventually he'll learn to ignore that stuff. And that's another awesome thing. The artificial intelligence of the Xenomorph in that game is just being scary as hell. And 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 the, the Xenomorph is bad enough, but you've got rogue androids to deal with. You've got other maniacal people on the station that are trying to murk you at every turn. Like, like there's no there's is. there's nothing safe about that game. Like how long did it take you to finish Alien Isolation? I swear to God, it took you like months and months of playing to finish that game. It did take a while, but that's only because I was scared to go into the next part. <laughs> that's that's a good horror game. If it stops, if it makes you think, all right, how long do I need to go before I can pick this game back up? How long before my senses are built back up to the point where I think I can do this again? Where I want to subject myself to this one more time for a couple of hours. There's one 
I'm replaying Alien Isolation now. And we're coming up to a section of the game where I know I'm going to be isolated in a very confined space with the alien. Right. And I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> How I'm long have you been sitting on that part? I've been sitting on that part for a couple months now. <laughs> and I think that's what, when we talk about atmosphere and immersion, alien isolation definitely has done it more perfectly than any other game because you get the atmosphere of the original alien movie in a video game and it is just as terrifying as the original alien movie it's not like out, you're not out here like aliens colonial marines or anything like that the, the no shoot you're not games. shooting at anybody you're not shooting at anything and you are left to your own devices and what you can create with shit that you find like nothing is given to yeah. you in this game, and that just adds to the. I mean, element. you you do you do get a gun, but you're not going to use it because as soon as you shoot somebody, here comes the alien. Here comes the he's alien. He's going to hear that gunshot. He's coming, and he's running at you. <laughs> and he's not slow. He's not coming he's... slowly. He's not walking over. No, he's running full speed. Full speed. Directly full into your butt cheeks. <laughs> uh so thoughts of aliens going into butt cheeks uh i feel like that's a good way to end this podcast i i guess i there's there's no there's nothing there's no way i could segue to any topic after you just said that you realize that right you we've just hit a brick wall i can't do anything uh yeah so uh apologize to the people I'm sorry, people. But, uh, yeah, we just got to end the show, I guess. That's the move. Like, follow, subscribe to the podcast. We are on any podcast medium that you use. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Anchor FM, all that good stuff. Like, follow, subscribe to us on Twitter. I am at Adil B. Royster. Teams is at TBK. You can follow the show at Teams and Kid Versus series two and the teams and kid phoenix versus halloween october spectacular continues we hope that you have joined and will continue to join us for our castlevania streams on twitch all of the links will be in the descriptions and they will be on our facebook pages our twitter handles and every damn thing else so come enjoy us playing some castlevania and then after that Listen to the podcast again. Just keep doing it. Just keep going. Just keep rewinding back and forth and back and forth. We have at least a couple more weeks of spooky podcasts for everyone. And uh, yeah, I think I think one of them will be like my, why I love the General Mills monster cereals. No, I'm kidding. That's not going to happen. We, we've done a cereal podcast and we've already gotten in enough trouble. We're, we, we don't need to go down that road again. All right. Uh, yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> Deuces for the series two. We're going to get out of here. We'll talk to everybody soon. Happy Halloween. Enjoy the rest of your October. And we hope to talk to everybody next week. Peace.